0: Renegade Talk Radio Renegade
1: Talk Radio
2: President Xi entered the United States with zero U.S. flags being flown and was given the red carpet treatment, replete with U.S. soldiers holding the communist flag. The optics are obvious, and there has never been a more important time to pay attention to what is happening to the republic than right now, because it is being sold down the river right in front of our eyes. Why else would the Secretary of State look like he's a witness to treason?
3: Well, Mr. President, it's good to see you again. We've spent many hours together over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, and uh, to host you in the United States is a great honor. And a pleasure.
2: China's art of war psyop is ongoing and exhausting, but the tactics have paid off for China as those within our government bleeding America dry arrogantly aid and abet China's campaign to dominate the West. Mr.
4: President, after today, would you still
3: refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that we used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that based on a form of government that's different than ours.
5: The China-U.S. relationship, which is the most important bilateral relationship in the world, should be perceived and envisioned in a broad context of the. Of the accelerating global transformations unseen in a century.
4: From the river to the sea, it's used by terrorists to call for the genocide of the Jewish people. Do you regret using it?
2: While the Democratic Party leadership foments total chaos as pro Palestinian democratic zealots turn on their masters as they storm the DNC. New World Order Tunnel Vision now occupying the party's objectives as their anti-Semitic supporters spiral into pure chaos.
6: Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true,
2: because it's true. China suck-up Newsom is all in on his role in the emergence of a communist-style government in the Golden State as he blatantly admits that San Francisco was cleaned up for Communist China President Xi's visit. Not for the residents of San Francisco.
4: Talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping? If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami, this is what's wrong with the
7: mainstream media. Let's be honest, though. Gavin didn't stand a chance. Biden's the one that's been bribed. Biden's the one who didn't pop the spy balloon. Biden's the one who covered up the lab leak. Biden's the one who stored his classified documents in Chinatown. Gavin's going to have to work a lot harder. The Chinese bribe his family, and he drops sanctions. Chinese spies steal our trade secrets, and the Biden family defends the spies in court. The United States has so much economic and military leverage over China, but we can't use it because China has leverage over our president. China's in a demographic death spiral. Their real estate market's blowing up. Their GDP's dragging. Investors are souring. Now's the perfect time to squeeze the Chinese. But since the president's compromised, Chinese behavior isn't changing and Chinese profits are still flowing to corporate America. It's a win-win for everyone except
2: the American people. And as the jaws dropped of Americans paying attention to the blatant treason before their eyes, the FCC adopted rules to prevent and eliminate digital discrimination, essentially ensuring that the nefarious 5G towers will now reach every American community, while stifling innovation by grinding the Internet to a slow halt via big government regulation. As China launches the world's first Next generation internet service more than 10 times faster than existing major routes. Two years ahead of schedule. John Bound reporting.
6: Message after
3: the message. Oh,
0: I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood. Going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere, and humans are turning on everywhere. Get behind me, Satan! Down with the devil!
8: This can't be. Arthur, you're playing the wrong message. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show today.
9: Welcome to the War Room, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chase Geyser, your host this afternoon. Harrison Smith wanted to host the American Journal this morning because he loves his native audience so much and they love him and they missed him. And so on Fridays, he's going to be hosting the American Journal in the mornings and I'll be hosting the War Room in the afternoons until Owen Schroyer comes back from his federally sponsored vacation. So we've seen in the headlines that China is decrying Biden's off-script dictator Xi comment as extremely wrong and political maneuvering. Obviously, we know that President Xi is a dictator. He is, after all, the leader of a communist nation. And so when I criticized President Biden on Twitter for calling him a dictator, I got all sorts of replies from leftists saying things like, well, it's true. Well, it's true. It's like, yeah, of course it's true, but that doesn't mean that it's right to say it. If you're trying to negotiate with somebody, if you're trying to work deals out and actually have leverage over an opponent, you don't want to insult them because that's not going to contribute any benefit to an outcome in a trade agreement or whatever conflict is going on. And of course, we know that they were meeting about very important issues like the conflict in Ukraine, like the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians. And of course, on the surface, it doesn't Really makes sense. It's not obvious to understand why our relationship with China is impacted by such conflicts. But if you look more closely, we can see very clearly that these conflicts are actually about keeping the dollar as the global reserve currency. After all, we know that China has been developing its Belt and Road Initiative over the course of the last several years. It's a trade route that seeks to supplant or subvert the dollar as the global reserve currency. And it was going to work until we announced, until... Bibi Netanyahu announced at the UN on September 10th, just weeks before this attack from Hamas on Israel, that they were going to establish this IMEC corridor that was going to go through Haifa in Israel, the port of Haifa, which is constantly being bombarded by radicals from Gaza. And we know that in order for this IMEC corridor to be established, in order to establish this competitor in the region to this Belt and Road Initiative... We have to stabilize Israel because in order for the likes of Saudi Arabia and other key partners to agree to invest in and participate in this alternative trade route to the Belt and Road Initiative... We can't have ports from Israel getting bombed all the time. And so what they did was they allowed Hamas to attack Israel. They knew it was coming. They held back resistance. They wanted this terrorist attack to happen as a pretext to justify and garner international support for the total annexation of Gaza. Because only once the entire region is stabilized, meaning the eradication of all terrorists, can this IMEC corridor be established. Can this competitor to the Belt and Road Initiative Be established? Can the US dollar be secured throughout the 21st century as it was throughout the 20th century? And it wasn't just this slip up, this one minor slip up that was so embarrassing pertaining to this meeting, this summit with President Xi. We see here that Biden walks out in clip 16. We're going to run that in a second. And everything that he did, there's clip after clip from this event, and we'll show them all throughout the show, of him just embarrassing himself and giving off the impression of weakness after weakness after weakness, vulnerability after vulnerability after vulnerability, President G being someone who you don't want to be a beta to, you don't want to let G know that he is the alpha in any arrangement, if the communists know that they have an advantage over you they certainly will exploit it. it is the nature of what they do it's the nature of how all nations operate and trade and work with one another let's go ahead and run clip 16
3: your excellencies the president of the united states
9: gusto there a couple of steps Thing on. Is this on. <laughs> yes, this it like, come, come on, man. Then, of course, there's this other clip, which is clip five. I want to show you. This is just another instance of Biden embarrassing himself, and you can see it really in the eyes of Blinken specifically. Let's look closely at Blinken's face in this clip on clip five. Here
3: we go, here we go,
9: That's That's a similar look to what one might see if they've ever seen a boomer taking care of someone with dementia who's a member of the silent generation. Not a lot of people realize this, but Joe Biden is so old that he's not even a baby boomer. He's too old to be a baby boomer. He's a member of the silent generation. In fact, he was potty trained by the time Adolf Hitler died. So that means he's old enough to remember when Hitler was on the radio. I think he was born like three years after the air conditioning was invented for the automobile. And it's really starting to show how old he is in clips like that. Not to mention his rambling about fentanyl. Let's listen to this clip, clip number 14, where he went on and on about fentanyl as if he himself had overdosed on fentanyl right before giving the speech. Go ahead and run clip 14.
3: Uh, You know, uh, we're in a situation where we agreed that uh, fentanyl and its precursors will be curbed substantially, and the pill presses. That's a big — that's a big movement. They're doing — and, by the way, uh, you know, I won't — I guess I shouldn't identify where it occurred, but, John, I know uh, two people near where I live. Their kids, literally, as I said — they woke up dead. Some of them inserted in — whether the young man did or not — inserted in — uh, a drug he was taking, fentanyl. Again, I, I don't, I hope you don't have any experience with knowing anyone, but this is the largest killer, people in that age category. And, uh you know. Uh, what is he talking about?
9: <laughs> he's just rambling on and on. And then, of course, he made one of the most embarrassing mistakes where he practically endorses Gavin Newsom for the President of the United States in clip four. He's giving a speech. He's speaking to how impressed he is with Newsom, who was also president at this event, of course, because it was in San Francisco. And he basically implies that Newsom's going to be the next candidate and that he would be a great president. Let's go ahead and run clip four.
3: I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. A matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. Yeah. So
9: there you go. He's pretty much endorsing Newsom for president. And I don't blame him for considering stepping away from the presidency. I don't blame him for wanting to step out of this race. After all, he has accrued quite a list of sins and past ills. His conscience must be weighted with a heavy burden. In clip 13, we can see Biden sitting quietly and pondering the prospect of his arrival in hell shortly. Go ahead and run clip 13 as Biden weighs his conscience. Conscience quietly. I've never seen anything like it. I feel bad for our country. And frankly, I think the White House should just issue a policy that they're no longer going to be having Biden speak. They're no longer going to be releasing clips or having any public appearances. He just needs to be quietly in the White House. We're about ready to go to break. Before we go to break, make sure you go to Infowarsstore.com because Survival Shield X2 is finally back in stock. Get it for 25% off plus free shipping and double the Patriot points. The globalists want you to be run down and unhealthy so they can dominate your life. Fight back with one of nature's greatest essentials. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we're still on the air.
0: Normally, Christmas is our biggest sale of the year. But because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, this is our biggest sale. Because finally, almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine. Out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at Double Patriot points. Free shipping. Biggest sale, hands down, of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the Info war. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. Dot com right now, but again, our fan favorite, my favorite is X2, sold out for over a year. Could be our last run of our shutdown. Get it while you can. X2, discounted at We have three original, one of a kind toothpaste, designed by my father, a dentist, at Infowarsstore.com that don't have fillers, they are filled with high quality essential oils and more. We have the turmeric toothpaste. We have the ultimate tooth whitening with coral calcium toothpaste, and we have the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste, again, with a whole bunch of key essential oils that are so good not just for your teeth and your gums, but your whole mouth, your throat, and more. These are really game-changing toothpaste, they're very, very strong. Most over-the-counter toothpaste have fluoride, ours don't, and it doesn't have fillers in it, it is just chock full of incredible things that God gave us through Mother Nature. So it's now back in stock, it became a bestseller. The turmeric toothpaste is available again at InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out of the tooth white toothpaste. We got some of that left, and we also have some of the amazing activated charcoal toothpaste in stock, but it's running out as well. So all three toothpastes in stock for limited time. Infowarsstore.com.
10: The War Room Infowars.com forward slash show.
9: Welcome back to The War Room, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chase Geyser, your host this afternoon. So much going on. I don't think I've ever had so many articles on the desk. You know, when I woke up this morning, I was thinking to myself, man, I think it's kind of a slow news day. Then I went through my Twitter bookmarks. I went through Infowars.com and some other sources that are a tried and true go-to for content. And I realized, oh my gosh, there's actually so much going on. There's this epic Ramaswamy schooling rant where he schools the CNN host on media gotcha questions and rants about how to save America. GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy in clip 11 made an appearance on CNN Wednesday and ended up silencing a mainstream media anchor who tried to get him to bash fellow Republican Donald Trump. Of course, Vivek has been so successful in this candidacy, not only because he's based and rational about everything that he says, but because he's one of the few candidates that has sort of refused to directly attack Donald Trump. The strategy has proven to be the smart strategy. After all, the reason that so many of us hate DeSantis or despise DeSantis so much is because his campaign time and time again made the error of attacking a stronger opponent head-on. That's just something you don't do in any conflict. Let's go ahead and run clip 11 and see what Vivek had to say
11: that language they live like vermin do you believe that that is
4: as your uh, republican colleague chris christie has said neo-nazi rhetoric this is a classic mainstream media move pick some individual phrase of donald trump focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue the word I was chosen we are for in the a middle reason. of a cultural war in this country well, you know what? It, it, for it's a actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country.
11: Would you describe them as are violating
4: the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use the that language yourself? The vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So So you can look at my my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping. Picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping.
9: Yeah, he's absolutely right. And you can see the look in her face, the sort of smug, disappointed look. And one of the things I noticed as we were watching that clip back is just imagining what it would be like to be a CNN host. Obviously, I've had the fortunate privilege of speaking to this audience, I think the best audience in the world. And one of the benefits of working at InfoWars is, like Harrison said a couple of days ago on Twitter, like Alex said, referencing Harrison's tweet, We're not told what to say here. We're not given a narrative here. We are told to tell the truth, but we don't have to agree on every issue. And you can totally tell when you watch any mainstream media outlet that there's a top-down narrative. There's an editor, there's a producer in the ear constantly telling them what questions to ask, where to push, and they have to fall in line. And I just can't imagine what it would be like if moments before I was about ready to go on air, I heard something said in my ear or I was told that I couldn't take a particular angle or position on an issue because it was counter to... What the network believed. And that's what we see from the likes of CNN who push these stupid questions, who try to corner honest people, thoughtful people, and get them to respond to questions that are unrelated to their campaign that are unrelated to their strengths, they just want to make people look weak in hopes that there's a viral clip or video that'll come out of it that'll make CNN look good, that'll make Vivek look bad, and Trump look bad, and the establishment look great. But the fact of the matter is, it's impossible to make this establishment look great. It is a trash establishment. Perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States. I want to close out this segment. Let's watch what You know what? I'm going to go to this clip in the next segment because I want to give it the right amount of time and we're not going to have enough time to get into it this time. So my point is we see them constantly trying to prop up Joe Biden. We see them constantly trying to make these establishment elites look good. They try to make President Xi look good. They try to honor him by having our own servicemen hold the Chinese flag, the CCP flag, a communist flag. At these events, they clear out all of Xi Jinping's protesters from San Francisco so that he is faced with his motorcade with only supporters, with only CCP activists who show up in droves. I'm alarmed to even see that many CCP activists and supporters and proponents in the streets of San Francisco. I mean, I know we have an extensive Asian community in this country, specifically in California, as it is the coastal state on the side of the Pacific. But the vast majority of Asians that I know talk about how terrible communism is. Just like the vast majority of Ukrainians you talk to who were alive during the era of the Soviet Union talk about how terrible communism is. I have yet to meet anyone that's actually spent any time in a communist country living there as a citizen who would come and say, communism is so much better than capitalism, everything was so much better, unless those specific people who are Supporting the state or promoting the state were members of the state themselves. Anybody who advocates for the power of any state either is the state or seeks to become the state. That's just how it is. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that our tax dollars were used to pay people to show up and hold flags that day. Perhaps when they were clearing out the homeless people or the zombie walkers on the streets of San Francisco... They dressed some of them up, gave them a haircut, handed them a flag and, get, and 100 bucks and said, hey, all you got to do is stand here quietly and you can stay in the area. That's probably what happened because I can't imagine that you could find anybody who is actually an advocate of the CCP living in this country. Anybody who's actually experienced that. The Asian community members that I know come over here. They love America. They force their kids to go to college. They're very disciplinarian. They, they believe in success. They believe in class Shifting, They believe in honor, and they don't like communism because they know what it's like to see 50 to 100 million people starve during the Great Leap Forward. The people who love communism so much are still there. They're over there. They don't come here. So we've got these proponents of communism in the streets celebrating the arrival of President Biden's boss. We've got our own servicemen holding up a communist flag And then we have Biden accidentally referring to him as a dictator after a summit that allegedly went so amazingly well. I'm telling you right now, Xi Jinping is laughing so hard right now. He is so pleased to see that Biden made that mistake because then it's just another excuse for him to attack Biden in the United States. It's another excuse for him to create propaganda, to rally the brainwashed communists in China around his cause, around an antagonistic cause toward the United States. And I tell you what, it doesn't do any good for Israel. So if this administration, if this political class loves Israel so much, well then... Giving Xi Jinping ammo against the United States is not a good thing because I tell you what, if anybody wants Israel to fall, and I'm not saying what Israel's doing in Palestine is right, but if anybody wants Israel to fall, it's China. That's why they fund Iran. That's why Iran funds Hamas. And that's why Hamas attacked just weeks after this IMEC corridor was announced. They want to secure economic dominance over the 21st century. They want to subvert the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency. And Joe Biden is not equipped to stop them from doing it, folks. More on the other side.
0: thanksgiving 2023 is here and i'm giving thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight and i'm particularly giving thanksgiving that x2 our number one product the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out is finally back in stock ready to ship now if you don't know the power of x2 and the iodine conspiracy you are insane get x2 now it could be the last run ever we get shut down while you still can at InfoWarsStore.com, research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. discount at InfoWarsStore.com.
10: InfoWars.com forward slash show.
3: Unveiling the truth behind the globalist curtain. Welcome to the War Room.
9: Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host. This afternoon, so much going on. We've been covering the embarrassment that is the Biden administration and how Biden totally screwed up the summit with... Xi Jinping by simultaneously, by figuring out how to simultaneously offend Xi Jinping and the American people in an egregious way. So he calls Xi Jinping a dictator, which is true, but totally inappropriate to criticize him of that, given how sensitive the CCP are about political narratives around the nature of their government. Obviously, they are a propaganda-based government, a corrupt government. And so anytime you actually call them out for what they are, they hate that. It's not the best move for someone trying to leverage any sort of a negotiation, whether it's regarding conflicts in Ukraine or between Israel and Palestine or trade agreements or whatever. And then on the other hand, you have him having servicemen fly or carry the CCP's flag. And you have all of the Xi Jinping protesters forced out of the region, which in my opinion is a violation of the First Amendment right to free speech, the right to protest, the right to assemble, to ensure that his ego is maintained. And then we simultaneously see that there's this (laughs) desire for censorship, despite the fact that Biden can't keep his mouth shut, and when he opens it, he can't complete a sentence. But there's this desire for censorship being avowed, supported, promoted by the deep state, by the mainstream media, explicitly by the state. Frankly, it's not even a deep state thing on X. And it's really becoming more and more obvious why it is that the establishment was so upset that Elon Musk purchased Twitter. After all, they did have a monopoly over all communication for the last 50 years. They controlled all the major outlets. We know from Project Mockingbird that they were entrenched in the mainstream media, that they were controlling the narrative, that they were seeding stories, and that they were manipulating the psychology of our people in order to be supportive of whatever their political agenda may be. They lied about virtually every war that we've been in, and they got the people of the United States of America in large to support these conflicts, sign up for these conflicts, die in these conflicts, or come back maimed from these conflicts by lying to us and manipulating us psychologically through their mass media intervention. And then with the establishment, the advent of big tech, they got into all of these companies like Google, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, by... Compromising the boards of directors when these institutions went public by working with the likes of the ADL to ensure that whenever any of these companies seemed to be establishing some sort of independence from the deep state narrative, they would be pressured through these slanderous, libelous campaigns against them as anti-Semitic platforms, and these companies buckled and compromised and allowed the intelligence community to come in, as we know from the Twitter files, and control their censorship policies. On every issue, from healthcare, from vaccines, to election integrity, to campaigns themselves, we saw this manipulation happen. And then Elon Musk comes in as a fluke, sort of out of nowhere, and he buys Twitter. He says that he buys it for free speech, and I think that in large he does support free speech. Obviously he's not perfect, we're not on the platform. He says that he buys it for free speech, we know that he's actually buying it to inform his artificial intelligence Initiatives, innovations in competition with open AI, which is definitely a deep state project. And that's why we saw all of this antagonism toward Elon Musk, because suddenly the monopoly that the deep state had over our narrative was no longer a monopoly. Suddenly there was a small leak in this great ship, and we know, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said this, a small leak can sink a great ship. This is the small leak. If there's freedom of speech in any one small space, whether it's on Infowars, whether it's on X, then the narrative can fall apart. There's a threat to the control over the psychology of the American people if free speech is allowed anywhere on the Internet. Of course, there's alternative platforms like Parler and Gab and and, and Getter, and these platforms are all great, whatever, I love them. But there wasn't one that was this massive, with this many users, with this much engagement and success. This level of sophistication, this San Francisco tech sophistication like Twitter that had free speech until Elon Musk acquired it. And as soon as he acquired it, we see antagonism from the ADL. They lost 90% of their advertisers because Twitter was accused suddenly of being a platform that hosts hate speech. There were all sorts of allegations of increases of hate speech without citing any specific examples of hate speech. Just saying, oh, it's up this much percentage. Oh, there's this much violent crime coming out of it. All these claims were being made by the mainstream media inspired by the deep state that suddenly hate speech was a problem on this platform when it actually wasn't. They're just trying to leverage and abuse and beat this company into submission because what they want to happen is they want the company to lose money. They want X to fail so that it has to go public again or get sold again because in the event that either of those outcomes happens or manifests then the deep state can come in again and recompromise the platform that's what this is all about so we see that the white house is blasting Elon Musk for promoting anti-semitic racist hate the white house lashed out at Elon Musk for promoting anti-semitic and racist hate the statement was directly responding to the Tesla and X Corp leader saying he agreed with a social media post accusing Jewish communities of pushing hatred against whites White House spokesman Andrew Bates said it was unacceptable to repeat the hideous lie behind the most fatal act of anti-Semitism in American history at any time. Let's go ahead and run clip 18, where Ben Shapiro actually seems
12: to sort of get this right a little bit. Ben Shapiro talking about this here on clip 18. They just have some legitimate grievances. Some of the same dynamic has been striking Elon Musk over the course of the last 24 hours. So Musk made a rather large Twitter boo-boo last night. Somebody on Twitter posted the following message, quote, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest bleep now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing realization that those hordes of minorities that support flooding their country don't exactly like them too much. You want truth said to your face? There it is. So that was the tweet. Musk then tweeted, You have said the actual truth. And this set everything ablaze. So it is true. Obviously, that certain Jewish organizations have bought into and promoted things like diversity, equity, and inclusion, which are gross distortions of the American dream. Nobody hates DEI more than I do. There are certain Jewish groups that are liberal in orientation who have supported that sort of stuff. Many of those groups have also pushed for open borders. It is also true that some of those organizations are now realizing post-October 7th that actually open immigration for people who hate Jews on an intersectional basis was pretty stupid. The problem with the original tweet is that it labels Jewish communities en masse. So my community, for example, Pretty Jewish, has always opposed DEI and open borders. In fact, most Orthodox communities do. Presumably, then, Musk was reading the term Jewish communities and instead seeing the letters ADL. And indeed, that's exactly what Musk then clarified. He he said, quote, the ADL unjustly attacks the majority of the West, despite the majority of the West supporting the Jewish people in Israel. This is because they cannot, by their own tenets, criticize the minority groups who are their primary threat. It is not right, and it needs to stop. And then Musk continued, you are right that this does not extend to all Jewish communities. It is not just limited to the ADL. So that's a much more specific point, and it's certainly true. There are a lot of liberal Jewish organizations that supported a lot of the same policies that have now imported a lot of people who really hate Jews and Westerners into the West. And a lot of the very same people who are pushing DEI, intersectional politics, are now realizing the wages of that. That's true. The original tweet was wildly overbroad. But a huge number of people in the media decided now was the time to link Musk and the alt-right and the so-called Jewish question and support the notion that Musk is some sort of crypto-Nazi. Now, it's not a coincidence, again, that a lot of the people doing just that are happily calling for Israel to ceasefire in its war with Hamas. See, very often, anti-Semitism becomes a political football. When you can hang the label on Donald Trump or Elon Musk and you're on the left, you do it. However, when you're forced to denounce pro protesters shouting from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, suddenly you get a little shy. Thus, the same media leaping on both Trump and Musk has been downplaying the open Jew hatred at massive pro hamas protests around the globe, instead propagating lies about Israel's supposed human rights violations. Instead, they're focusing in on their political enemies like Trump and Musk and deeming them the acolytes of Hitler. Meanwhile, the actual Hitler acolytes who are out there waving Mein Kampf, they're like, those people, I mean, they are oppressed and Brown. It might have more bite to hit Trump and Musk for supposed anti-Semitism if these people actually spent some actual time talking about the people who actually like Hitler on planet Earth, who are right now holding some 240 Jews and others hostage in Gaza and killed 1,200 people and have subjected the Gaza Strip to complete hellish tyranny for the last 20 years but a lot of these same people are totally silent in one second we'll talk about their silence because their silence is absolutely definite fascinating there that they're coming after
9: musk that way they're calling him a crypto nazi i tell you what if you call me a crypt the wise words of william buckley Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com, get Survival Shield X2, is finally back in stock, and get it for 25% off, plus free shipping and double Patriot points today, be the reason we are still on the air at InfoWarsStore.com.
8: finally vitamin mineral fusion is back in stock and now available for 25 percent off at InfoWarsStore.com. this specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins minerals amino acids and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health vitamin mineral fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamin C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So, if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with vitamin mineral fusion today. Now, 25% off at InfowarsStore.com.
10: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
9: Welcome back to The War Room, folks. I'm Chase Geiser, your host today. We saw in the last segment Ben Shapiro talking about the recent controversy surrounding Musk's response to what some would call an anti-Semitic tweet. But it's clear to me that Elon Musk is not actually anti-Semitic. In fact, he clarified his support for the initial tweet by saying that, of course, it doesn't apply to all Jewish people, but some of these Jewish organizations like the ADL and others are notorious for promoting this narrative of diversity, equity, and inclusion, promoting narratives of ESG, environmental sustainability, and governance policies, these globalist policies that seek to allow refugees from anywhere into anywhere. Oftentimes we see that these leftist organizations, whether they're Jewish or not, seem to advocate for a borderless society internationalism, globalism, open borders for everyone to go anywhere whenever they want, except when it comes to very specific issues. When it comes to Ukraine, you got to be careful about the border. When it comes to Israel, obviously, national sovereignty is suddenly very important. But when it comes to our very own border, it's not important at all. We see that 10 million people at least have come across the border since the advent of the Biden administration. And Frankly, I think they just use these sorts of things as excuses, this anti-Semitism accusation as an excuse to justify censorship. It's a false flag operation. It's a PSYOP. They want to come in and say that free speech is so dangerous that it's violating the, rates, the, the, the rights of the most vulnerable among us, like Jewish people or people of color or refugees. And so it has to be controlled, mitigated, managed in order for us to have a safe society, a just society, where everybody's voice can be heard equally on these platforms, where everybody has a right to express themselves as long as they don't say whatever the narrative from the deep state agrees with. And the fact of the matter is, they really want to control the narrative because, after all, controlling the narrative is how the deep state controls our international policy. It's how it gets support for these wars. It's how it justifies these wars. It's how it manifests these false flag operations that get us into these conflicts, And we see that the fact of the matter is, this Hamas attack has resulted in a propaganda nightmare for Israel and the deep state and the political class, which wants us to get involved explicitly in this conflict. If Twitter had never been acquired by Elon Musk, it would have censored the hell out of all of these videos we see coming from Gaza of children being pulled out of rubble, of dead babies, of dead children, of dead innocent civilians in the streets. We wouldn't be hearing anything from Gaza as we didn't hear anything from them really over the last decades on the mainstream media until free speech was expressed on the Internet. And then, of course, it was shut down very quickly. After the advent of social media, it was very quickly that these narratives were controlled on those platforms, especially after Cambridge Analytica in 2016. We saw a massive pushback against freedom of speech on social media. And that's why Netanyahu was meeting with Musk just two weeks before this attack from Hamas on Israel to talk about anti-Semitism on the platform. That's why we've seen this pushback from the ADL. That's why these advertisers have been forced or pressured to pull their support or their dollars from advertising on the platform because they want to control speech on X to ensure that they can get us into the next conflict and get support garnered for the next conflict. We see that with this free speech, nearly 7 in 10 Americans support a ceasefire in Gaza, a new poll finds, and pro-Palestine protesters disrupted Canadian Prime Minister's dinner. Let's check out clip 6, where Justin Trudeau was swarmed. Two people were arrested after some 250 pro-Palestine protesters surrounded a Vancouver restaurant where Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was dining on Tuesday night, police said. Let's go ahead and run clip six.
12: Fire now! Fire now! Fire
9: I mean, what did he think was gonna happen? Genocide. To
8: genocide. No. Mr. No.
9: Prime
8: Monster, hurting more you
1: no. kids no. Justin Trudeau!
4: No. you no. fund genocide! No. How many more kids, Mr. Prime no. no. Monster? How many more kids have to die? No. You fund no. genocide He's walking
9: around shaking hands, no. patting people on the back as if it's just another sort of meeting with the people event. Well, he's getting screamed at. And I don't think that this would be happening at all if X didn't have free speech. And I'm not a supporter of Hamas. I'm not really a supporter of Palestine at all. I don't like radical Islam. I think most of them are extremists. I think according to the Pew Research studies that way too many of them support the notion that suicide bombing is sometimes an acceptable practice. The data's in on that. But I also don't support the notion that Israel can just carpet bomb an entire region indiscriminately because there was a terrorist attack from a specific political sect. I mean, the number of civilians that have died in this conflict compared to the number of actual terrorists is astounding. I think I was watching Harrison earlier. I think he said it was like over 6,000. Was it children specifically or people in in total? 6,000 people killed. Innocent people, civilians killed. So I'm not really on either side here. I don't believe that it's always good versus evil. I think sometimes it's evil versus evil. And I think sometimes the government of Israel is evil. And I think that Hamas is evil too. I really do. But that's why we're seeing pressure against Trudeau who with this smug little smile, he looks like, God, he looks like such a pussy, frankly. It's just so disgusting to see people leading these countries that are just so obviously weak and beta and just, you know, they, they cross their legs and they, they cover their balls and they just walk so slow with their legs, closed, they can't even run right. And he's got his little V neck, and he's so hip. He's like off brand Pat Bateman. He's like Pat sperm count. So nearly seven in 10 Americans support Caesar and Gaza, according to this poll. U.S. President Joe Biden consistently ceasefire, excuse me, not Caesar, ceasefire in Gaza, poll finds. U.S. President Joe Biden has consistently rejected demands that he push the Israeli government toward a ceasefire, instead asking for humanitarian pauses. I don't know what the difference is. I think that a humanitarian pause is just sort of the Politically correct term for a ceasefire? Like, if you have a ceasefire, you're sort of admitting that the conflict's over, or you're trying to make it end, or that you know it it would be justified for the conflict to be over. So by calling it a humanitarian pause, it's sort of like when the bell rings in between rounds in a boxing match, I guess. Right? Oh no, you guys are still fighting. The fight's still happening right now. We're just going to get a little water. We're going to have you know stitches put in our lip, and we're going to you know make sure we towel you off. That that, that's what a humanitarian pause is. Right? But. It's just the same thing. It's it's a politically correct form of this. And the reason that so many Americans support a ceasefire is because they see that innocent people are being killed indiscriminately. And we know this happens in every single conflict. But for the first time in a long time, it's very obvious to us how war actually works. The nature of conflict. Obviously, during our entire conflict in the Middle East... With Iraq and Afghanistan, we had a mainstream media that was controlled, it lied about weapons of mass destruction, it got us into these conflicts, it supported these conflicts, it perpetuated these conflicts, and no one really saw, other than a headline here or there, the instances of the amount of civilians that died. But I believe it's upwards of 500,000 civilians that were killed over the course of 20 years in our wars with Iraq and Afghanistan due to collateral damage from the conflict. And so every single war is the same. It's not like this conflict is particularly violent compared to others. We carpet-bombed Japan. We carpet-bombed Dresden. Certainly the Brits did. The Nazis bombed the hell out of London. Every single war results in civilian death. Innocent victims. Innocent casualties. Total displacement. Tragedy. War is hell. There's a reason people say that. It's because it's true. I think that expression may have even started with the 101st Airborne in World War II, although I don't know that it started there for sure, but for some reason that's bouncing around in my head is the case. And so now for the first time, we're actually seeing how evil conflict really is, how evil violence really is, how evil war and death and murder and torture really is in our sort of protected generation, these Gen Zers, these millennials, my generation who've never seen anything like this are like, oh oh my gosh, we got to put a stop. It's like, yeah. Of course, war is bad. I think this network might be the only network over the last 30 years that has consistently been against every single war, yet we're the ones that are deplatformed and taken off the air because of hate speech and promoting violence. Yet we're the ones that have not lied about weapons of mass destruction, not pushed for the eradication of an entire peoples in an entire region. We're the ones that have said Afghanistan is wrong, Iraq is wrong, 9-11 was an inside job. Genocide in Palestine is wrong. No matter who's right to the land, the Israel thing is there's got to be another way. There's got to be a peaceful way where good people, innocent people don't have to suffer. We'll get more into it on the other side. Make sure you get Survival Shield X2, which is finally back in stock. Get it for 25% off plus free shipping and double Patriot points. The globalists want you to be run down and unhealthy so they can dominate your life. Fight back with one of nature's greatest essentials at InfoWarsStore.com. Be the reason we are still on the air today.
0: thanksgiving 2023 is here and i'm giving thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight and i'm particularly giving thanksgiving that x2 our number one product the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out is finally back in stock ready to ship now if you don't know the power of x2 and the iodine conspiracy you are insane get x2 now it could be the last run ever we get shut down while you still can At InfoWarsStore.com, research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discounted at InfoWarsStore.com.
11: Really sad thing, Tim. Even though you're right and that is insane, they're getting better history than George W. Bush taught them. So <laughs> well, I, as as crazy as all of this is, at least now they're hearing the other side of the story. They're still reaching a very dumb conclusion right. if their conclusion is Osama bin Laden they was right. They did not read the letter. OK, I, I don't know. There's no way of knowing that. Ahead, for sure, but, there's no yeah.
4: there's no reasonable way to say that a leftist agrees with the statement that we must ban homosexuality.
11: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree see, with you. No, Most here's, of didn't why, it. here's why I, I think you're, you're wrong in a sense, because the leftists will be so hypocritical that almost every situation they look at. They have to look at it through who is the oppressor versus who is the oppressed, yes, and yes. whoever is the more white European-looking yes. ones is always the more oppressed. And if those two things completely so, contradict each other, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, like, I, I want to okay just, in general, yeah. if a Muslim is being oppressed, then they'll be like, okay, we're on the side of the Muslim. And then if they feel like a gay person's being oppressed, they're on the side of the gay person. And the fact that that Muslim and that gay person would not get along very and well I, I just does you. not, like, register.
4: And I, and in their I agree mind. with you, but it's more, more mostly about ignorance, like when they have queers for Palestine and they made the Pride Palestine flag. There's a big difference between not knowing anything and just waving a flag. And, also, and like, reading a direct statement that says abandon and ban. If, if Osama of bin Laden
7: woke up and was like, "Geez, it's 8:30 a.m." Well, Osama bin Laden was right. That doesn't mean that he's right about everything he said. Probably some things in here are correct, it's specifically about why they were attacking. He seems pretty honest, well, the Palestine stuff. But then we got to be clear. He didn't say that they're fighting us because we won't adopt Sharia. Mm. Part of it is you won't let us practice our Sharia in our countries of choice, so we will fight. Then the, part of, the second part, what are we calling on you to do now, is like adopt Sharia. Right. They're pissed. They're beyond the
5: pale at that point. Yes, because he says... You guys have aggressed so so consistently, and you don't listen to reason, you don't listen to rational discussion, you don't want to have any negotiations, you want to be you don't want to be civil at all. Think about this. We we phrase these radical jihadis as the most uncivil, barbaric people on the planet. They look at us, the Americans, and they say, y'all aren't civil. Think about how crazy that is. The head choppers in Syria think that the American Empire isn't civil. People need to internalize this. Actually, think about what they're saying there. That's profound. That's profound that they think that we are the barbarians on earth. T- like, take it in for a second.
11: For real. Well, it's, you know, this is something that I kind of like came across in the, in the debate I was doing last night. And there's part of this uh, thing where people look, we are unquestionably say the United States of America and, and Israel uh, compared to the Muslim world uh, in which we've fought a lot of wars over the last couple decades. We are undeniably much more advanced, much more sophisticated, uh, much more systematized, and they are much more primitive than us. And so it's very easy for people to go like, you know, people who are on, say, like the pro-Israeli side of the, the argument, if you go, well, look, I mean, Hamas killed all these people. I think that's really wrong, what happened on October 7th. But then, look, Israel's killing all these innocent people in response, and I think that's wrong. It's very easy for them to be like, no, 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 no. That was barbarians targeting civilians, and this is collateral damage done by military strikes. And it's very easy in the Western world to feel this difference that, like, well, that no, but that's just different. You know what I mean? This is kind of like, look, this is bad policy, or even good, or even good policy that happens to have these negative, you know, uh, um, results. But if those are your kids. And your sisters and your mothers and your wives who are dying as a result of that policy, it is very easy to say that is every bit as barbaric, that is every bit as evil as whatever, you know what I mean, like could be done in return. Well, it's even so brutal
5: because you're coming from a very poor place. Like the people in Gaza are so destitute. You have a full sanction regime. All they've dealt with is bombardment year after year, sniper fire these people have been radicalized and we and we refuse to just look in the damn mirror and say why why is this happening can we do anything to actually intervene on behalf of these people as opposed to just going look at what hamas did let's flatten everybody let's let's so that's just a little piece the cycle of the tim cast episode
9: the other day dave smith and clint russell from liberty lock Lockdown podcast on the show there. Great points there. We're going to get into the story more. They're talking about the Osama bin Laden viral letter from 20 years ago, where so many in Gen Z are saying Osama bin Laden was right. We're going to dive into the details and talk about that in the next segment. Stick with this book.
8: In a galaxy torn by conflict, where darkness spreads its tendrils across the universe,
4: one hero rises against the immeasurable might of the globalists. Tune in and trust in the power of the truth to lead us to victory in the great info war. Prepare for the ultimate battle for truth with today's War Room broadcast. Now, it's your host, Owen Schroer and his intrepid crew. Find the show and share the links at infowars.com
8: forward slash show.
9: Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I am Chase Geiser, your host this afternoon. So we saw a little bit of Dave Smith's appearance on Timcast. In the last segment where they're talking about this new phenomena where this letter from Osama bin Laden to the United States from over 20 years ago suddenly went viral in the context of this conflict between Israel and Gaza. And so many members of Gen Z, so many millennials are coming out and saying, wow, Osama bin Laden was right. Because for some reason, people midwits can't fathom the idea that maybe everybody's evil. Right? Oh, the United States was the bad guy. Yeah, the United States government is a bad guy, but it doesn't mean that Osama bin Laden was right to kill 3,000 innocent people on 9-11. And I know that it was an inside job, and I know that the CIA knew it was going to happen, and I know that Mossad probably knew it was going to happen, and it was conducive to a political agenda. But frankly speaking, you can't really say the United States government is evil and Osama bin Laden is good, because after all, Osama bin Laden worked for the CIA. Then he had a little bit of an HR dispute and decided to crash some planes into some buildings and we used it to our advantage. That's what happened, folks. Let's run clip three of some of these comments being made on TikTok going viral pertaining to Osama being right in this letter. Clip three.
3: This morning I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. So I just read a letter to America And I will never
0: look at life the same. I will never look at this country the same. I will never. Please read it. And if you have read it, let me know if you are also going through an existential crisis in this very moment. Because in the last 20 minutes, my entire viewpoint
4: on the entire life I have believed and I have lived has
0: changed. Please read that entire
10: letter.
4: I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read a letter to America. And please come back here and just let me know what you think because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. And a lot of people are. So I just need someone else to be feeling this too. I need you to stop what you're doing and go read a letter to America. It is literally the craziest thing I've read in a while. And while I can't say that I'm that surprised, I am pretty shocked. So go read it and tell me what you think because I really also need to talk to other people about this. And actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention, in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violent.
10: Osama bin Laden's letter to America, which I will be going through right here, but
1: it's actually that terrorism has been so we can see
9: there that we have a compilation of person after person from either gen z or the millennial generation saying that they read this letter from osama bin laden to the united states and now osama bin laden Laden in their mind is some sort of hero now it's this oppressor versus oppressed thing (laughs) I don't understand how it's so complicated for people to realize that it's possible for there to be two bad guys in any given conflict. It's possible for both parties to be evil. Obviously, Osama bin Laden wasn't a good dude. Obviously, any sort of violence that advocates suicide bombing or killing civilians as the target is evil. It's not to say the United States doesn't do the same thing or sponsor the same thing. It's not to say that the United States hasn't funded terrorism all over the world for 50 years, 60 years, or 70 years. It's not to say that the United States wasn't behind the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And it's not even to say that Mossad wasn't involved either. Because after all, JFK was opposed to nuclear proliferation in Israel. And Israel believed that nuclear power was necessary to its very survival. And imagine this. I'm somebody who believes the Holocaust happened. I don't know what the number is, but I think millions of people were killed just because they were Jewish in the Holocaust, either in these camps or either in firing squads or other conflicts. I think millions of people were killed just because they were Jewish. I do believe it, 100%. Holocaust is real. Now imagine if a Holocaust had happened to your people. Imagine if there was a Holocaust in the United States where all white people were rounded up because they were white, european caucasian whatever and we were criticized as being the oppressors who had worked together to oppress a people and to screw them over for years and years centuries and centuries we had come to a place that wasn't really our home and made it our home and acted as if it was our home and therefore are responsible for all of the evil that has perpetuated the world and all of the struggles that anyone in america has gone through imagine if we got rounded up and we got killed or put in work camps gassed, shot whatever you want to say And then somehow at the end of that conflict, after we were liberated by some force that was sort of sympathetic to us, whether it was, you know, like the allies or England came or Canada of all places came down and saved us. We were able to establish our own nation again, but this time, you know, it would be a very sort of vulnerable nation like Israel. Let's say that everybody in America that's white suddenly just had to go to Illinois and Illinois was the United States of America and it was surrounded by enemies on all sides that hated us. When you experience something like the Holocaust, when something so evil happens to you on such a massive scale where a huge chunk of an entire population is eradicated just because of their immutable characteristics, the things that you're willing to do to prevent that from ever happening again are astounding, shocking. They're cruel. They're they're disgusting. They're evil. You become in that moment of desperation, in that realization of your own vulnerability, willing to commit acts, heinous acts that others may not fathom. So Israel, having come from this Holocaust in Europe, establishes itself as a nation just three years after the end of the war, 1948. And for all of the years since then, it has been responsible for an astounding amount of violence, intelligence, and manipulation of international politics. And they wanted a nuclear weapon because they're like, look, this Holocaust thing is never going to happen to us again. So they've done things like assassinate JFK. They've done things like secretly stolen uranium from the United States in order to enrich nuclear weapons in their nation. They've done things like been aware that 9-11 was going to happen, but okay with it. So that we would come over to the Middle East and increase the stability of Israel in the region against the likes of Iran and others that hate them. They've done things like fund Hamas, which Bibi is on tape saying that he did, and knowing that they would attack on October 7th, they have allowed it to happen, they have failed their own innocent people in those events, in order to catalyze the justification the international support needed to annex the entire region of Gaza and basically committed committed genocide themselves against the innocent people that are there. And I know that 52% of the population supports Hamas, I know that... Millions of the people in, in the region are terrorists or terrorist sympathizers. So I'm, I'm not a friend of Hamas. I don't like radical Islam. I'm a Christian. I think Muhammad was a pedophile and a liar. And religion's evil, 100%. And frankly, I don't like that the Jewish people deny Christ. I think they get that one really wrong, big time. But that doesn't mean that I support a genocide in the region. And so we have a people who coming from this trauma of the Holocaust, coming from this evil that was bestowed upon them that fell upon them have themselves been corrupted I think and they're justifying in their mind this violence, this cruelty because it's an eye for an eye mentality, they feel like it's happened to them so therefore they have the right to perpetuate it and do it on others so it's not that Osama Bin Laden's right he's a terrorist, it's not that Israel is right they're killing innocent people, it's not that the United States is right, it funds the whole thing in order to perpetuate its fake currency in the world What we have to realize is that America and the United States are two different countries. We have to make the United States the United States of America again. Our values are pure. Our actions need to live up to them. More on the other side.
0: If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run, back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com so many people have serious issues look at the UN's own numbers billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements so you don't download it but this is pure atomic certified iodine X2 is now back in stock discounted so, I'm giving thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the InfoWar, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the Missing Link X2, back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarStore.com. X2. Normally, Christmas is our biggest sell of the year, but because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, This is our biggest sale because finally almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at FortWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping. Biggest sale, hands down, of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the Info War. Get X2. Get Beats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarStore.com right now. But again, our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run of we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2. Discounted at InfoWarsStore.com.
10: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
9: Welcome back to The War Room, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, your host today. So we've been talking about how the United States and Israel are sort of losing this propaganda war, and it's all because of free speech, and that's why they're coming after Musk. That's why they're coming after X, because there's just too much freedom of speech on the platform for their monopoly on the political narrative to survive. It is the small leak in the great ship. And we see that... We're getting reports from the likes of the Wall Street Journal that Ukraine is losing. We're, we're finally hearing them admit that Russia's not going to miraculously lose this war. I mean, for the last two years, we've heard them push over and over again that we need to fund Ukraine, that Russia will eventually lose, that Russia has no chance, that the counteroffensive is amazing, and that Ukraine's taking back territory, and then all of a sudden this conflict happens in Israel, and what we hear about Ukraine is it's time to end magical thinking about Russia's defeat. This in the Wall Street Journal, which is The right wing version of the New York Times and that it's just sort of equally sort of state narrative pushed. Let's look at clip number 19 just as an example of. How we called it, I mean, we all called it, we knew we were all over Twitter saying this is so stupid and we were getting hit with the likes of NAFO and a bunch of leftists and bots with Ukrainian flags in their bios For months and months and years and years, and they were insulting and calling us Nazis, even though the Ukrainians were Nazis and they were giving Nazis awards and giving them standing ovations, but we were the Nazis because we didn't support the Nazis. Now they're admitting it. Let's look at what we all knew all along, clip 19.
6: But I actually think that what's going on here is that the West is leading Ukraine down the Primrose path. And the end result is that Ukraine is going to get wrecked. And I believe that the policy that I'm advocating, which is neutralizing Ukraine and then building it up economically and getting it out of the competition between Russia on one side and NATO on the other side, is the best thing that could happen to the Ukrainians. What we're doing is encouraging the Ukrainians to play tough with the Russians. We're encouraging the Ukrainians to think that they will ultimately become part of the West because we will ultimately defeat Putin and we will ultimately get our way. Time is on our side. And of course, the Ukrainians are playing along with this. And the Ukrainians are almost completely unwilling to compromise with the Russians and instead want to pursue a hardline policy. Well, as I said to you before, if they do that, the end result is that their country is going to be wrecked. And what we're doing is, in effect, encouraging that outcome. I think it would make much more sense for us to to, to work to create a neutral Ukraine. It would be in our interest to bury this crisis as quickly as possible. It certainly would be in Russia's interest to do so and most importantly it would be in ukraine's interest to put an end to the crisis
9: thank you well there you have it folks I, I disagree with the notion at the end that most importantly it would be in ukraine's interest because i'm america first and most importantly it would be in our interest is sort of where i stand on the matter so we see that he called that he knew that this was going to be a crisis now the wall street journal is admitting it but as soon as one conflict ends the deep state needs another one in clip 15 we'll see the speaker's new ad on behalf of Israel as it's just like Israeli propaganda and i frankly i'm just as offended to see our servicemen hold the flag of the CCP is I am to see our politicians run ads for any other nation. I don't care if it's England, I don't care if it's Canada, or Mexico, or Jamaica, or Morocco, or Madagascar, or Australia, or New Zealand, or Japan, or China, or wherever. I don't want any other flag flown in this country, or supported in this country, or worn in this country by our politicians. It's the reason we wanted McCarthy out, because he was coming in with lapel pens of Ukrainian flags, of Nazi flags. Because he had pocket squares of Ukrainian colors, because he was flying the flag of another nation in the face of this America First movement, which hates the political class for all it has done to exploit us. And now we're getting this clip 15 from our very own speaker, who's supposed to be the salvation of our country and our republic.
10: There are few issues in Washington that could bring together leaders of both parties in both chambers, but the survival of the state of Israel and her people unites us together. Let me be very clear. The United States stands unequivocally with our friend, our ally, Israel. This is a fight between good and evil, between light and darkness. It is my hope that this gathering today serves as a reminder to the entire world that the United States stands proudly with Israel and the Jewish people forever. Forever.
9: Stands proudly with Israel forever. Okay, so what if Israel becomes a terrorist state? What if Israel decides to just nuke several nations tomorrow? Are we going to hold up that promise? Are we going to stand with Israel then? I mean, I don't have a problem with Israel. I don't even really care about the issue of who was there first. After all, I live in Texas. Texas is a conquered area. If we're going to argue about who was where first, then that means that we should just give Texas back to Mexico because after all, it was Mexican before we conquered and won it. So I don't give a damn about whether or not the Palestinians or the Jewish people have a right to what is now Israel. I don't care whose right it is. I think whoever can win it can have it. Whoever can keep it can have it. That's how war works. That's how the right of conquest works. That's how all the borders were drawn in the first place. Somebody conquered whoever was there first, and they won it. So that's not even the issue here about who has a right to the land, I'm fine with Israel. If it can keep itself, if it doesn't take from my tax dollars, if it doesn't perpetuate terrorism, then fine, whatever. And if the Palestinians take it, I don't care either. Fine. If they, don't, if, if, if they overrun, overrule, or win against Hamas internally, and they stop doing terrorist crap, and they suddenly become civilized in some sort of miracle or divine intervention from God, and they win back Israel, fine, whatever. I don't care. Because this is all a distraction. This is a reframing of the conversation. Reframing is a classic concept in hypnosis. It's a classic concept in neurolinguistic programming. It's a classic concept in MKUltra-esque psychological manipulation. You take a problem and you totally reframe it in order to manipulate the other person. So we're talking about how bad America is doing, how much America is struggling, how much our border is vulnerable to terrorism coming in here. We have so many problems here, and instead of addressing any of those problems, they get us fighting over private property rights in some random country overseas. We're arguing as Americans over who has a right to a tiny, tiny piece of land in a faraway country. That shouldn't have anything to do with us, but it does. It has everything to do with us. And they have us reframed. They have us arguing about... Jewish people versus Islam, they have us being called Islamophobic on one end and then anti-Semitic on the other end, they have us divided against each other, talking about Christian values versus Judeo-Christian values versus Jewish values versus Islam versus all this crap that has nothing to do with the whole reason that they're even fighting for it in the first place, which is to get the port of Haifa stabilized so they can put this new IMET corridor in and fight the economic war against China in the 21st century. It has nothing to do with that, and The fact of the matter is, we wouldn't even need to bother with this petrodollar bullcrap if we hadn't brought our money off of the gold standard in the first place. If we had honest money that wasn't built on a lie, we wouldn't have to constantly prop it up with violence. We wouldn't have to constantly have aircraft carriers in the region. We wouldn't constantly have to go to war after war after war in the Middle East Based on lie after lie, whether it's babies and incubators, whether it's beheaded babies, whether it's burned babies, whether it's 9-11, whether it's weapons of mass destruction, they're constantly lying to us, manipulating us, subjugating us, violating our very rights because they are so scared that the world is going to find out that the economy of the world, the global trade, everything is going to crumble down on this unsustainable currency that we've created, this fiat currency, and this fractional reserve banking that we've created. And it is going to bust. They have to force it to work because it's not an honest system. That's why we care. It's not about any of this private property, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism at all. More on the other side. Thanksgiving
0: 2023 is here. And I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discounted at InfoWarsStore.com.
10: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
9: Welcome back to The War Room, folks. I'm Chase Geiser, your host today. We'll be talking about how this conflict isn't really about who's right it is to the land, who's a terrorist, who is. And it's all about protecting our economic interests in the region. And we're looking for any excuse we can to get out of this conflict in Ukraine. But at the same time, for some reason, so many on the left, and frankly, I think on the right, too, although secretly in a crypto fashion, They want our border to be wide open. This from Politico. Tough border negotiations endanger Ukraine aid. Republicans won't let Ukraine aid pass without a deal on the border. So that means they're willing to let Ukraine aid pass with a deal on the border, which I think is disgusting. That should be just sort of a non-issue. We're not going to compromise the interests of the American people for a war that we know is going to be lost. We're not going to pump and dump money into this region when we could get the same outcome for free, which is a total loss by Ukraine. Frankly, I don't even think that Zelensky has 90 days left in office. I would be very surprised if by the Ides of March he was still in office, and I think he might get the Ides of March treatment, as a matter of fact. And those negotiations over the border are stuck over a dispute on asylum claims. Here's what's going on. The deep state, the CIA, wants our border open because that's how they get terrorists in the country. They want terrorists in the country because that's how terrorist attacks happen. They want terrorist attacks to happen because that's how they justify going to war. They want to go to war in the Middle East because they want to stabilize Israel. And they want to stabilize Israel so they can establish this IMEC corridor to compete with the Belt and Road Initiative. They want to do that. Because that's how we remain the global reserve currency. That's how we can sanction people for the next 100 years like we have for the last 70 or 80. So what's going to happen is there's going to be a terrorist attack in the next six months, in my opinion. This is speculative. And when it happens, they're going to use it as an excuse to push Biden out of the race. Because after all, it's because of his open border and bad border policies that it happened. They're They're probably going to use, these terrorists are probably going to use some of the 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate that went missing on a train from Wyoming to California in April. It's going to be from those who are alleged to be inspired by Hamas. And it's not only going to get Biden out of the race and usher in someone like Newsom or Michelle Obama or someone else who will obey the deep state, but it's going to justify us going to war at the same time. And that's why this border's been open the whole time. There's no political incentive. There's no political motive for either the Democrats or the Republicans to simply keep the border wide open. I know that people come in, they flood our nation, they're left-leaning. If they do register to vote in these Democratic states or cities that allow them to, they could have an impact on some elections. But when push comes to shove, the vast majority of the leftists who come into our country are shipped or relocated to leftist areas. So it's not going to have an impact on the Electoral College. We're sending them to the likes of San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, other leftist cities. They're not staying in Texas and flipping Texas. And even if they were staying in Texas, our laws are secure enough for now that they're not going to register to vote here. And they're not going to flip the state for a presidential. So it's not a matter of flipping the vote for the executive branch that this would be happening. The only other reason I could think of that they would want the border to be wide open is because we've had 1.5 million people in the United States Leave the workforce since the Biden administration came into office because they've given up on finding work at all. Or if they were to work, it would be less than what the welfare state provides them. If they were to work, it simply wouldn't be enough. And so you might as well not work if you're not going to have enough, then work and still not have enough to get by. And so by bringing in millions of people or thousands of people into the United States, you can fill the roles that our workforce just won't fill. And these families that come over, many of them are willing to live in a two-bedroom apartment with four families at the same time and live on the rough like Americans just simply aren't willing to do anymore because we haven't had an experience like they've had. We haven't had hard times like the Great Depression in 100 years. But they're willing to do it. So that's part of it. It's an economic thing to fill these positions get these jobs rolling, get this infrastructure built, import this class of people willing to do the jobs that no one here is willing to do. But when push comes to shove, the reason that our intelligence community, our defense department, our politicians aren't protecting the border is because why should they? It, it, it's not good for them to keep it open, our politicians, but... It, it, There's not really any motive for them to do anything about it. And so the intelligence community is just sort of exploiting this this situation. This is how terrorists come into the country. And I guarantee whenever the next terrorist attack happens, and it will happen, it's going to be from people that are on a list and they came in illegally. And they're going to already know everything about them. Just like they found the miraculous passport of one of the hijackers on 9-11. It's all orchestrated. And I know that we talk a lot on this network about whether this corruption is sort of a top-down New World Order plan with some sort of mastermind behind it, whether it's a Rothschild or Klaus Schwab. And I struggle between wondering whether or not it's a manifestation naturally of corruption or whether it's coordinated. And I've really just come to the conclusion that it's both. I've come to the conclusion that our politicians are so compromised and blackmailed and incompetent simultaneously that they can be completely manipulated by a sophisticated opponent or puppet puppeteer. And that sophisticated opponent or puppeteer is the likes of the intelligence community. Frankly, I think that the intelligence community approached... The Biden family before this last election and blackmailed them into running. I don't even think the Bidens wanted to run. I don't think Joe Biden wanted to be the president of the United States. But I think they came to him and they said, look, if you don't run for office and do everything that we say, we're going to put you in prison. We're going to put Hunter in prison. It's going to be hell to pay for you. So you're going to run. We'll make sure that you win. You won't even have to campaign. You can just stay home in your basement. We'll make sure that you win. But when you're in office, you're going to sign what we tell you to sign. You're going to keep the border open. You're going to get involved in any of these international conflicts that we want you to. Because the intelligence community, they simultaneously want to make money off of the military industrial complex that they are, but they also want to, in the name of national security, protect the sanctity of the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency. So they're taking on this utilitarian Machiavellian approach. They're saying it's okay for innocent people to die in XYZ occasion if it means that thousands upon thousands of Americans will be better off economically because the Dollar as the reserve currency has been protected. And we've brought our intelligence community to a place where it has to make decisions like this because our politicians, politicians are so dishonest and incompetent. They overspent. So we didn't have the gold to back the dollar and we had to go off the gold standard because they overspent because they were corrupt and they were getting kicked back on the contracts and the wars and the violence. And now we've put our intelligence community in a position where it has to stomach supporting, funding, even organizing and planning evil, heinous crimes against humanity in order to do what it perceives as the greater good. And so we've got this unchecked fourth branch of government that our founding fathers never could have imagined. They never could have imagined how sophisticated an intelligence community could be, how good the technology would be to surveil entire populations, to manipulate and coerce entire populations. you got to keep in mind that psychology wasn't even really... Invented as a field of study until Freud. Like we're talking was that late 19th, early 20th century. 150 years after the revolution. I mean these people weren't thinking like we think. They didn't understand things like. Pavlovian. Reward and punishment. Or neuro linguistic programming. Or hypnosis. Or persuasion. Or manipulation. Or even cults really. All they understood was. Tyranny by conquest versus freedom by revolution. But now we're faced with this tyranny by conspiracy. It's not a tyranny by conquest that we're faced with. That's why the Second Amendment hasn't protected us from losing our freedoms and our rights, because we haven't been subjugated in the way that people have been subjugated for the last 2,000 years, 6,000 years. The Second Amendment protects us against tyranny by conquest. If the government comes after us with guns, we can defend ourselves, but they don't come after us with guns. They manifest tyranny by conspiracy. They psychologically manipulate us. They push us into a corner before we're, we know we're even in a corner. We're in boiling water before we realize the water is boiling. boiling. So how do we fight back against that? I don't know. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. It'd be the reason we're still on the air. That's a step in the right direction. More on the other side.
0: If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look up the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the InfoWar, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link. X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarStore.com. X2. I have been in the 28 year marathon battle with the globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new World order we've ever had.
10: InfoWars.com forward slash show.
7: Sit back and enjoy.
0: Your now we're coming back after this break with phone calls. And as you can tell, I'm rested. Answer the question. Answer the question. No. I, yeah, would you stop screaming? Answer the question. Oh, yeah. The answer is no. And here's the thing. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, answer saying. my question cool. you authoritarian we're in hello yes turn the radio off yes. Yes. turn the radio off, yes.
3: Yes.
0: Turn it off. No, no, no. hello yeah. yeah turn the radio off go ahead turn, turn it off good yes i love it <sighs> i'm sorry i love you frank go ahead yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, of course I can hear you. I just
9: went to you. 877-789-2539. Welcome back to the War Room, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, your host this evening. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. I will be taking your calls throughout the last hour. The crew just placed this story on my desk. California father who bravely defended his family against masked intruders comes forward and reveals his gun permit has been revoked for an alarming reason. The article goes on to state that, believe it or not, the news gets scarier. Rico revealed to Fox News the alarming reason he lost his right to own a concealed firearm was because he allegedly yelled at cops when they visited his home three days ago. Yes, he supposedly raised his voice to the police and now he can no longer effectively defend himself to hell with these people. Let's run the clip.
1: LA criminals came to my home, pointed guns in my chest. After successfully defending my home and my family, and my five-month-old child, California has now decided to suspend my Second Amendment. It was a quiet evening, and as I was coming home from the gym, the two armed men, masked, hopped over the wall, ran down on me with guns, and the most terrifying part was my wife and my five-month-old baby were on the other side of that door. In an effort to protect my family, I drew my gun, and returned gunfire. As a result of that night, the California government has temporarily suspended my ability to conceal carry. This is an attempt to make me vulnerable at a time that is critical that I maintain my ability to protect my family. They'd rather leave me out there to dry and let my family become a statistic. My situation is unique because it happened at my front door, all on camera. But this happens time and time again all over the country. And not get caught on camera, and people sweep it under the rug because it doesn't behoove their political agenda. Fact is, evil will always exist. But we need our ability to defend ourselves and keep our families safe from violent people. Just a few months ago, robbers broke into my home looking for easy money. Luckily, none of us were home. But then they came back. I used to walk in this house. into my beautiful house that I built for my family. And now I walk into a war zone. Criminal is someone who doesn't follow the laws. They don't care about gun laws. They don't care about safety classes. They don't care about being qualified to be able to shoot. California government thinks my story is a myth. They don't think people like me actually exist. Right here in L.A., an innocent L.A. father was killed because District Attorney Gascon released a violent criminal back into the streets. And this is just one of the dozens of cases right here in this city. When incident happened, there was only two things I could rely on, myself and the Second Amendment. And now that's in jeopardy. The leftist gun grabbers do not care about your safety. The NRA does. My name is Vince Ritchie. I'm an Italian-American from the Bronx, New York. And I'm a proud member of the National Rifle Association.
9: Obviously, a very compelling story there. I don't know where I land with the NRA. I certainly support the right to bear arms. I don't know much about the NRA. I think I heard some reports that they were sort of a mixed bag when it came to the Second Amendment, some of the things that they do. But obviously, I support the Second Amendment. Everybody should have a gun. Everybody should be able to have a gun. Everyone should have the right to have a gun. We should all be carrying guns all the time, in my opinion. And we get all entwined in these conflicts in Ukraine and Israel, and it seems like every time another vulnerable country gets invaded, it doesn't have a Second Amendment right of its own. It doesn't have the right to defend itself. I mean, none of the Israelis that died at that festival were able to carry a fire on. None of the Israelis that have been attacked by... Terrorists from Gaza or the West Bank for the last decades have had a right to carry a firearm. And if they do have a right to have a gun, they have to like keep it assembled or disassembled in a certain way in their homes. And in Ukraine, nobody had the right to carry a firearm. And as soon as they got invaded, the government's frantically trying to issue tens of thousands of AR-15s to the military, to the people that they've basically enlisted, forced to fight. I'm not criticizing Ukraine for drafting its people. I think that a draft is probably only appropriate in the context of a domestic invasion, a domestic war. I don't think it should be used for a foreign war. But why is it that we aren't negotiating with these countries and saying things like, "Okay, if you want our aid, then you have to guarantee that your people will always have the right to bear arms because we don't want to have to do this again. Okay, if you want $115 billion, will you promise that you will always allow your citizens to have weapons of war so that Russia is deterred from doing this again? All right, Israel, if you want the Iron Dome to be funded, if you want the intelligence support or our military support, then you have to ensure that you will protect your civilians' right to defend themselves so that Hamas is discouraged from these sorts of attacks in the future. We constantly aid these countries, help these countries get involved in these foreign conflicts. But then we don't actually leverage the changes that need to be made in order to solve the problem. You know, 40% of marriages in Gaza are between first and second cousins. Did you know that? 30% of marriages are between first cousins. Do You know what that does to a population in terms of IQ and mental health over the course of hundreds of years or decade after decade of doing that? It creates an aggressive, violent, borderline retarded population that's impossible to reason with, frankly. And I'm not saying that's a justification for genocide. I'm not saying that to dehumanize them. I think they are human beings. Many of them are very innocent, and they're being killed for no reason. But don't you think that if we're going to get involved in a conflict in Iraq or Afghanistan or Gaza, that maybe some of the terms that we should negotiate on the way out is, hey, by the way, in order for us to help you rebuild... You're gonna to have to outlaw marrying cousins because it's causing all sorts of problems in the region. I mean, it's not just Gaza. I'm not even being critical of Palestine. It's it's basically every Islamic country, whether it's Afghanistan, Iran, or whatever. You can look it up. It's very obvious. It's called consanguinity in the in the in the Middle East. There's Wikipedia covers it. There you go, right there, right there on the screen. Science Direct. Study after study is done on this. It's having an impact on the mental health, other birth defects in the region behavioral issues, and IQ. The average IQ in among Palestinians is 85, but if you look specifically at Gaza, it's even lower than that. It's closer to the level of Forrest Gump. And it's because of this intermarriage thing. It's not a race thing. It's not because they're... Jordanians or because they're Egyptians or because they're Middle Eastern or Arabian or whatever. It's nothing to do with that. It's not a racist issue. I'm just telling you, if you sleep with your cousin and then your kids sleep with their cousins and you do it for 2,000 years, it might have a negative impact on your ability to do critical thinking and problem solving. We are going to be taking your calls in the next hour. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. I saw this report today of Republicans, New York Republicans, facing re-election, press for fraudster Santos' expulsion. Obviously, he was caught using campaign contributions to do things like use OnlyFans. And I'm really curious to see if his experience at OnlyFans was among these listed in this article AI generated women steal thousands of dollars from men looking for love in dating app and social media romance scams so these women are fake, the text is fake the images and videos are fake, all AI generated and these incels are giving money to whoever the dude is on the other side that actually (laughs) runs the account. I wonder if our tax dollars or our campaign contributions are going to these AI bots that are scamming these men Santos of course Getting busted for this and you know what's really offensive to me even more than the fact that this scumbag is spending money on OnlyFans that was given to him to run for his office is the fact that we're coming after him as Republicans for spending campaign donations on buying porn when we don't come after Hunter Biden for spending tax dollars to make porn. I mean, we've seen the clips, we've seen the images, we've seen the videos from Hunter Biden's laptop, we know that he had a Pornhub account, we know that he was hiring hookers and buying crack and uploading content, and we know that he was getting money from the government because we know that he was personally invested through Rosemont Seneca in companies that were getting government contracts. Rosemont Seneca invested, I believe, half a million dollars in Metabiota the same year that it received $23.7 million in a DOD contract while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, while Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were sharing a bank account. We're not going to go after Hunter Biden or Joe Biden for using our tax dollars to actually make porn, but Republicans are going to be all tough about Santos because he bought a little bit of porn on OnlyFans for $2.99 a month. I mean, obviously, he's sort of a dirtbag, and I'm not supporting Santos here, but... Don't you think we should get our priorities in order? Don't you think that we should maybe go after the people that are spending our money to make porn in countries all over the world? We're going to take calls after this break throughout the next hour. Make sure you call on 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. Open lines today. Talk about anything you want. And get Survival Shield X2, which is finally back in stock. Get it for 25% off plus free shipping and double the Patriot points. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we are still on the air.
0: First came Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, and Super Mario Bros. And now, the ultimate retro nostalgia throwback game. I present to the world, Alex Jones' New World Order Wars. They're turning the friggin' Thugs game. I'll eat your hands! You Nazi scum! Let's free the Patriots and defeat the globalist techies. We are going to defeat the globalists very bigly. This game is mostly peaceful.
11: Woo! Ah! Mm, I'm going
0: to lower the world's population. Ha, ha, ha! big pill. i'm taking you down rapist i did not have sexual relations with that saxophone <laughs> download it now at alexjonesgame.com because as we all know anything badass gets censored